Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael Eriksson, and this episode is beginner tip number three, where I'll give you a few troubleshooting tips to improve your swimming. First, I have a few technical mistakes, three of them, and the first one is breathing. And there are a few things that may go wrong with breathing. One is not exhaling into the water and you're holding on to your breath. And this causes uh, you to feel very gassed and out of breath because you're building up carbon dioxide uh, since you're not exhaling the uh, your breath and uh, you're not blowing those bubbles through your mouth and nose. And this is uh, one of the things that can give uh, beginners anxiety or they feel that they're super working super hard. And But that's just usually it's just about not exhaling or not exhaling well, well enough. So whenever you have your, your face into the water, which is most of the time in freestyle swimming, you should be exhaling. Blow those bubbles. The second one is lifting your head to breathe. And this, of course, is uh, this causes you to lose momentum because you increase drag. Your legs usually sink when you're, uh, when you're lifting your head. And uh, yeah, it just, in general, is a very inefficient way of swimming. But yeah, your frontal surface area to the water increases greatly, which causes you to slow down. So you should try to think that you're like a kebab skewer. You're just rotating, rotating, and getting your mouth out of the water through that rotation and not through lifting your head or from, in the case of the kebab, breaking the skewer at uh, any point. You, you should just be rotating it. So try to keep that image in mind. And the other thing or the final thing is uh, starting to breathe to inhale too late. And this is uh, perhaps not as important as the ones above, but it's still important. So as soon as you your mouth gets into the air, and not a second later, not half a second later, as soon as your mouth gets into the air, you should start inhaling. Don't wa- waste any time. Any time wasted uh, to before starting inhaling is either precious oxygen that you lose if you keep your the timing or the duration of your inhalation of or i should say of the time that your face is out of the water constant or alternatively if you make your the this phase of of the breathing longer then you you will eventually lose momentum because you you don't get to to continue with the next part of your stroke as fast as quickly so don't waste any time start inhaling as soon as your mouth is out of the water. The next technique mistake is sinking legs. One of the main reasons for this is that your head or upper body is lifted or just too high in general. One, The correction for this is try to first look down towards the bottom of the pool. Do not look uh, forward when you're swimming. And also, maybe, even if you think that you have your head, uh, that your, your body position, basically, you're lying straight on your, flat on your stomach, basically, in the water, you may not, you may actually unconsciously be lifting your head a little bit, and it's a bit higher. That's very, very common. So try to consciously uh, put your head lower. And uh, that sometimes can help a lot, and, and that can help you to get those legs up as well, because you're, you become more in balance in the water the second mistake here or cause of sinking legs is again not exhaling well enough this causes you to have more air in your lungs so your chest area gets very buoyant and uh, this is of course at the upper part of your body so that 
part gets buoyant and it rises in the water and your lower part of your body, your legs, tend to sink. So exhale constantly, as I already mentioned, and that can help with sinking legs. And finally, if you have a windmill stroke, so you don't, basically what I mean with this is that you don't have an arm extended in front of you at basically all times, then your center of mass moves backwards and your legs sink. But think about it, if you have an arm extended in front, then you have a lot more mass a lot further forward than you would have otherwise if your arm is right beneath your shoulder, for example, as it is during your stroke. But if your other arm, and it should be there, of course, but then your other arm should already be extended in front of you. It shouldn't be still on its way there. So so that's what I mean with having a windmill stroke. And you don't want to have that. You want to have one arm extended in front of you at all times. And I want to caveat this. I'm, I don't want you to overglide, but, but I think that Probably once you get the rhythm right and maybe maybe you even have a bit of an overglide and that may be fine to get your body position and your legs up and then you can start to get that rapid switch from an arm extended in front to pulling and which is not which is just the the sweet spot basically of not overgliding but not windmilling either. So you can practice this rhythm with the catch-up drill that uh I link to in the show notes for episode 69 of that triathlon show, which is called 12 Swimming Drills and uh, Free Expert Coaches' Opinions of Them. You can find it uh, in uh, the show notes or on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash TTS69, as in that triathlon show 69. So check that out. And uh, yeah, don't windmill. This will help you keep your legs up. Finally, we have the catch phase, which is the first part of your stroke, which is very, very important. From where you have your arm and your hand fully extended in front of you, and yeah, that's that's when you start. And when you start pulling, that's the catch phase, really, when you start the stroke, I should say. And the common mistake here is that many beginners don't have any propulsion at all until they're already halfway through with their stroke and the catch phase is already over. Uh, so this... There are many reasons for this. I won't go into too much details, but in essence, all of them kind of relate to the same thing. You're not pushing water backwards. So for example, you may be pushing water downwards in at the start of your stroke. So pushing your palm down rather than backwards. You may push it sideways if you're, for example, crossing over across your center line with your arm or even upwards if you're going pretty deep with your hand at first when you enter the water but then you uh, th- then you start to move it up again and th- that sort of thing so none of these things will help you move forward in the pool and but especially bad i should say is when you're pushing water down because again this is another thing that raises your upper body and causes your legs to sink there's one one more uh, reason for this mistake for not doing the catch phase properly and that is that even if you have the direction backwards roughly right if your your hand may still be just slipping through the water without any sort of oomph or power to it so you still don't generate p- propulsion in many cases you may have a loose or a floppy wrist that that may be the reason for this so put simply and we could spend an entire hour-long episode on this, but what I want you to do is to keep your hand aligned with your shoulder from the start to the finish of the stroke. So not cross over, but not go too wide either. And from when you have your arm fully extended in front of you and you start your stroke, through until the end of the stroke, you should have your palm directed backwards, not down, not up, not sideways, uh, 
backwards towards the wall that you just came from and uh, yeah that at all times this will require you to bend your elbow and keep that uh, elbow high and uh, keep your wrist and arm firm not loose and floppy so finally a few training well this is probably as long apart but training mistakes the first one is not getting a swim coach uh, and uh, not getting help early on or at all I think this is one of the best investments you could ever make in triathlon before you buy any I mean you can I, I would say you're better off riding on a city bike in your first races if you have had the help of a swim coach if you have to decide what to invest in rather than buying a bike and not getting those swim lessons that's how important I think getting a swim coach is getting help early on this will set you up for success. It's like starting to save for retirement early compared to starting to do it when you're 50, you know, the compound effect. Do it early, do it soon, and you will get so much more benefit out of it. The second mistake is only swimming length after length after length at one speed. This is not useful training. You probably aren't very concentrated on what you're doing. It's uh, for many, many reasons, it's probably too long to get uh, any efficient, you don't get any efficient fitness training out of it because you're doing a too slow intensity because you're going too many lengths, but because you're not concentrating on any particular thing, you're not getting technique training done either. So there are many reasons. Don't just go to the pool and swim lengths. Have a purpose with the workout. And that relates to mistake number three, not being 100% focused and present so this is especially important in swimming. It's important in all tra training, but especially in swimming. Really, every stroke counts. If you're 100% focused and present on every single stroke, you'll get so much out of even just a 30-minute swim session. So Because you will be able to do a lot of strokes in that session. And, and that will pay dividends down the line. If you think about what am I doing, you don't have to focus on all, you shouldn't focus on all things at once, but make it a point to every single length of the, that you swim. You should have one or a couple of strong focuses. I would say one or at most two. At the beginning, maybe one, but then as you get a bit more advanced, you can have two. And you should pay 100% attention to those and make them as good as possible. It may be your breathing. It may be your exhalation in the water. It may be the, the rhythm of your stroke. It may be the catch phase. It may be keeping a firm wrist. Whatever it is, be 100% focused and present with what you do. And finally, mistake number four in training is not working on both technique and fitness. There may be a point definitely when you're an absolutely complete beginner it may be just fine to just work on technique get the basics right learn how to swim swim lengths at a pool without uh, getting completely out of breath and uh, and basically learning how to swim a couple of a few hundred meters with without and, and not having that be a big 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 limiter for you but after that and you know like the distance isn't really a big problem anymore, then you really need to work on both technique and fitness. And remember, fitness training is technique training because even in fitness training, you will be 100% focused, 100% present, and you will focus on both going hard enough based on the purpose of the workout and on also doing that with great technique so that you move with the most efficiency in the water that you, that you can master basically. So, so yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, 
definitely, and that goes hand in hand with not doing just lengths. When you do work on fitness, you should do uh, it in some sort of interval format. I will refer you to episode 70, which is called something like, give me a second, fitness and technique in triathlon swimming with Rory Buck. That's a great episode. And yeah, highly recommend that. Another related episode is episode three, that's called Free Foundational Elements That Will Make You Swim Faster with Jerry Rodriguez. He talks about the posture and alignment and propulsion. Those are the free foundational elements. They are all like technical elements and very fu- fundamental. So that's highly recommended. I have more episodes as well. On You can check them out on thattriathlonshow.com. Go through the archives. But I think these three, episodes 69, 70 and 3, are the ones that I would check out first. All right, I hope that you enjoyed this beginner tip. Uh, remember, of course, that uh, to subscribe to the podcast so that you automatically get all of these episodes as they are released. Thank you very much for all the great feedback I've been getting. I really appreciate it. Uh, I haven't been able to answer all of your emails yet, but uh, if you haven't received an answer, I have read it and I really appreciate it. So thank you to all of you. No one named, no one forgotten. Uh, Thank you also for all the suggestions and constructive criticism. Keep it coming so I can keep improving these episodes. And of course, you can contact me and send me your questions for these beginner episodes on michael at scientifictriathlon.com, and that's Michael with a K, or tweet me at scitriat, that's my handle. And if you email me, include beginner tip in the subject line if you remember, so I can know what it is about. I think that's it. The next beginner tip will be about improving your cycling. What a surprise, huh? And you won't believe what the following one will be about. So, uh, yeah, that's a cliffhanger, right? Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.